Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads podcast network for even more great basketball content. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks show hosted by me, Devin Zanskis, and brought to you by Hoopheads as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but Giannis might have taken back his MVP trophy, uh, finally. I'm recording here on a Wednesday evening, April 6th, and Lord knows I have plenty of basketball to catch up to. Uh, I'm going to be starting with just some amazing playoff-esque basketball from last week. I'm checking in a little later uh, than I would have liked because I got a free ticket to Sunday's game, which was a bit more disappointing. But I've kind of come to the conclusion that I don't really have a right to... Of course, I have a right, but... I shouldn't turn down um, tickets to any Bucks game, whether it be uh, Sunday at noon. Lord knows that's way too early and uh, conflicts with uh, some of my prep. But yeah, after not going to a game for the entirety of the 2021 season, uh, you know, in the end, I'm really happy that I went, even though. Uh, is unfortunately in a loss, and your boy was uh, perhaps a little too sleepy to be out in public so early. But yeah, it's funny. So especially dating back to last week, uh, Giannis may have been the favorite. Uh, however, I was listening to uh, the No Dunk Show today, and I think they had quite an astute observation, if I do say so. Myself, just in that the MVP trophy kind of, I don't know, like whomever the favorite is, is so, um, it it just varies so much by week and it's so crazy because by the time I record next, we will have concluded the regular season and uh, we'll be heading into the postseason by the next time I talk to you, I'll get to talk about the play-in tournament and based on the seedings, we'll see if that affects the Bucks, uh, or if it has no implications at all. Because uh, currently, the Bucks are in third place uh, against the Chicago Bulls, whom Bucks fans would be really excited to play in the first round. Uh, that might be an understatement. We just uh, twenty balled them yesterday. Uh, evening and secured our fourth consecutive uh, division banner, though it doesn't mean uh, a ton. Breaking rights have to count uh, for something, especially in our, uh, you know, coming from a small market, I think it might mean mean a bit extra, especially capping off a season sweep against uh, against Chicago, something. It's always music to Bucks fans' ears, but let's see. And I guess that leaves out the only game that I haven't 
mentioned right away was that the Robert Covington game uh, where he dropped, it was at least 11 threes, but it was quite an embarrassing defeat. To some degree, the final score uh, is embarrassing, but once you see, you know, the lack of availability on both sides, to be fair, uh, you know, you probably won't lose as much sleep about it. I know I I couldn't quite get there myself, but I'm going to right away jump into last week's action against uh, two contenders in the East and two MVP performances to match for Giannis Antetokounmpo. First off, the Bucks beat the 76ers after a clutch block from Giannis on Embiid. That was his first rule to goaltend. Uh, however, it was quickly overturned, and there was a all around the league, I would say, the refs caught a bit of flack for this one because it seemed quite obvious even at the time, but you know, it is possible that maybe the thought was that that if they if they blew the whistle and then made a call, then they'd at least have a chance to then they'd at least have a chance to review it and get it absolutely correct. I know again the no dunks guys were I think they had argued that it was kind of BS for the Sixers because Giannis had batted the ball out of bounds naturally on their side of the court. So if they would have just called, made the right call initially, the Sixers might have had a better chance. That's if there was even time left. Gosh, you know I have so many games to get to, so there might be minor details. But So instead what happened, of course, was, was this was deemed a jump ball, so... I guess instead for the Sixers, instead of having the ball in their possession on their side of the court, they they instead uh, had to jump it up from half court, which, of course, led to nothing. But, oh boy, I'll get to the rest of the action here. So the Bucks had Drew Holiday, Wesley Matthews, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez starting to the 76ers. James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Tybel, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. I think the last time we had faced the Sixers, I think it was Harden who was out because we played the Sixers shortly after they had traded for James Harden. I feel strongly that we we had recently lost to the Sixers just after their trade when they didn't have uh, their full squad out there. But I think that was also basketball season for myself, so I don't have, you know, a huge recollection of that. (laughs) The one thing that sticks out for me from that game, I think, was uh, uh, there being a lot of Jordan Wara, and that might have also been the game where Giannis threw up his arms in disbelief at uh, a low-percentage shot from Jordan, but... This is a pro Jordan Wara uh, show, so I'll let sleeping dogs lie. Uh, I thought James Harden was in control early on, making his first three field goal attempts, but then Chris Middleton ripped off nine straight uh, Bucks points, and Giannis had uh, two quick dunks as well in the first period, and one of them was even on uh, Joel Embiid, 
and the Bucks had a narrow lead going into the second quarter, 27-24. to 24. Giannis made his first five shots, uh, leading off with 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and James Harden uh, had 12 points and two assists throughout uh, the first quarter. Uh, in this nationally televised game, uh, well, you know, it's particularly beneficial for me because then I don't have to uh, deal with my less than legally permitted streams. But I, I just get a lot of other fun facts uh, sprinkled in there. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, the beginning of the second quarter, the broadcast shared that uh, Grayson Allen hit his 350th career three. Meanwhile, Around the same time, Chris had made his 4,000th career uh, field goal. I don't know how much there is uh, to make of that, but, uh, you know, big numbers. Seemed uh, seemed interesting in the moment, but... Uh, oh, I also thought Giannis was uh, fairly jumper-happy in, uh, in the first half, uh, particularly in the second quarter. Uh, of course, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm I'm not really going to zero in on that uh, too much as he started off five for five, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of impossible to be uh, upset at Giannis, especially at the point that I'm recapping right now. Um, Unfortunately, though, some of those jumpers may have uh, uh, contributed to a 12-3 76ers run. Uh, and Bobby also earned his third foul midway through uh, the second quarter. Luckily, this is a pretty good Brook game, particularly in the second half, which we'll get to. Uh, naturally, Drew Holiday uh, also kept the Bucks in it. Uh, in the early goings with two short-range shots in a row, and then Giannis uh, uh, had a huge jam after an offensive rebound at the end of the second quarter. Um, at halftime, the 76ers led 51-61, to and Giannis had 17 points, five rebounds, and four assists, uh, while James Harden had 16 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Early in the third quarter, Brooke Lopez had 11 uh, quick points. He uh, caught... This is, this is kind of kind of cool. He caught fire also in the last game that I'm going to cover against uh, the Chicago Bulls. That one was actually... Um, last night against the Bulls was a season-high 28 points for Brooke Lopez. So, uh, you know... It's uh, it'd be interesting if uh, if Brooke were to uh, not only uh, lead to a transformation of our defense, which was uh, to be expected, but maybe less so was uh, there being less uh, third quarter concerns for the Bucks, uh, and it makes sense. We've always had kind of Brooke as a as a release fall to just uh, chuck the ball uh, down to uh, compared to 
a lot of big big men in this league. He's uh, much larger than than most, and he has uh, he has uh, plenty of plenty of finesse compared to the rest of them as well. So, shout out Brooke Lopez. <laughs> I feel I feel really on brand uh, opening with that, and uh, however. Embiid found a mismatch against Wesley Matthews uh, later on, but he wasn't able to exploit that as, um, well, in a way I suppose he was. He wasn't able to expose Wes in the post as uh, Wes made uh, Embiid bobble the ball a little bit, but he recovered it and uh, and hit a and uh, hit a contested three. Uh, Embiid there, showing off why he's an MVP candidate as well. A uh, ton of respect for him. Uh, also, uh, James Harden was getting to the line uh, in the third quarter, more than he had earlier on in the game, uh, even though he was not a slouch uh, beforehand. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the battle was really between uh, Giannis and Harden throughout uh, three quarters. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, the Sixers still led, uh, eighty-one to ninety-eight. So technically, the Bucks won the quarter, but only by uh, two points, and they st- still had some ground to make up. We know how this story ends, though. Uh, after three quarters, Giannis had twenty-eight points, 11, 11 rebounds, and six assists to James Harden's 29 points, 5 rebounds, and 8 assists. Uh, Danny Green was assessed for uh, a flagrant one against Giannis. I believe this one was... um, Giannis must have gotten Danny Green up in the air on a pump fake, and Danny Green, uh, he's known as a formidable shot blocker, especially for a guard but he swiped down uh, real aggressively and got zero ball at all and uh, clocked uh, Giannis there. It was definitely uh, unnecessary, but it all happened. The Bucks aren't stra- strangers to flagrants uh, either. And uh, perhaps uh, basketball gods look, look down upon us uh, after... After that dangerous play, because the Bucks went on a 10 to 2 run from the 11 to the 9 minute mark. Uh, Brooke and Embiid traded a couple threes. Uh, and then Drew answered Joel Embiid with a three as well before Tobias Harris would foul uh, Chris Middleton beyond the arc. Uh, I've Continued to be impressed by Chris uh, throughout the year. Um, we, of course, like six months ago at this point, there was uh, a ton of news around um, some rule changes in the NBA and, you know, the idea was that um, players would be less able to to take advantage of uh of you know soft fouls and 
foul baiting, what have you, whatever terminology you prefer. But Chris Middleton seems to uh, still draw um, four-point play opportunities uh, as much as ever. So uh, I'm sure I hate it if I was playing against Chris, but hopefully that will never be the case. And shout out to him. Uh, Giannis, or pardon me, uh, James Harden would hit a step back three over Brooke Lopez, and then George and Yang would hit two corner threes uh, in a row. Uh, and then I guess you would have to still say the, well, we can call it a tie for this award that I'm handing out for Devin's favorite play of the game. Uh, by default, it probably should go to the game-winning block from Giannis, but right up there was when the Bucks uh, screened the screener and uh, Drew Holiday tossed up a lob for Giannis. Kind of one of those, uh, similar to my favorite all-star moment of Giannis's when Stephen Curry bounced the ball off the floor and then Giannis reached his arms up to the sky. Uh, felt like his arms extended off-screen um, or close to it on that play in the all-star game, and uh, history repeated itself um, here with a with a, with a tough lob, perhaps from Drew Holiday, but uh, but none too tall uh, for Giannis Antetokounmpo, apparently. And uh, shortly after, Giannis would also sink a turnaround uh, fadeaway jumper over George Niang, getting him back for hitting a corner three in his face. Uh, Drew and Embiid would exchange a couple threes again. And uh, just before the game-winning block from Giannis, uh, uh, he would get sent to the line and only hit uh, one of two free throws. But uh, that was enough to uh, put the Bucks up and and uh, stay on top with... Uh, Giannis doing Giannis things and uh, making his first MVP uh, statement uh, of last week. Uh, and the Bucks take it home. 118 to 116. And that would not be the last uh, we would hear from MVP Giannis, though. Um, not only against the 76ers and Joel Embiid, a top three MVP candidate, uh, but also against the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, whom people still argue as uh, being the best player in the league. Um, that's not to get confused with being an MVP candidate because a lot of people would say that uh, Kevin Durant just simply hasn't played enough games. That seems to check out uh, for me because... Uh, long ago, uh, Kevin Durant wasn't included in the scoring title race because he hadn't played, uh, enough games. So yeah, I'd say if, if you already don't, uh, check out for, uh, NBA.com's, uh, you know, scoring leaders formula, then I don't know how much more official you can get for not having played enough to. Earn, earn the highest reward in the league, but 
you know, when you get to Giannis and Kevin Durant's level, you care less about, uh, you know, those things to be sure. But, uh, yeah, in this one, Giannis also became the Bucks' all-time uh, leading scorer uh, over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he did it in the most perfect fashion that I could have imagined, uh, draining a step-back three over <laughs> over uh, Andre Drummond, stifling the narrative that all Giannis could do is uh, run and jump. The only, the only universe where it could have been more ceremonious is if, it, is if James Harden were still on the nets and, and, uh, he was the one who Giannis hit the, hit the jumper over, but, uh, still easily one of my favorite moments of the year and, uh, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, but why not just hop in right away to this action? Uh, this is the Bucks took care of business versus versus the Nets, uh, 120 to 119 in overtime. The Bucks had their same starters, and the Nets starters were uh, Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Bruce Brown, Kevin Durant, and Andre uh, Drummond. A couple quick notes. Uh, you'll notice that Ben Simmons still isn't in the lineup, and he was confirmed um, uh, unavailable for the upcoming play-in tournament. As of recording, and holy cow, as of the game I have muted in the background. Oh, So the Nets right now are in the 8th seed. They're tied with the Hawks with a 41-38 and record. They must just have the tiebreaker over the Hawks. And the 10th seeded Hornets are... Only a game back from those two, uh, while the Cavaliers are a game and a half ahead of uh, the Nets and the Hawks. The Nets, though, are... Wow, it is still so early in this game. Right now, uh, there's a minute and a half left in the second quarter between the Knicks and Nets, and the Knicks are up by 15, 63 to 48, so... Uh, tonight we're Knicks fans, and I need to stop watching this and getting distracted. Uh, tonight we're Knicks fans, because, uh, yeah, it would be cool to not, uh, have the, have the Nets in the playoffs, but I'll knock on wood. I, that's one of the last things I would put my money on is, uh, the Nets not making it into the play-in. Back on track, where Ben Simmons will not be able to play, and if he's not going to be available in the play-in tournament, then who's to say um, when he'll be available in the playoffs, uh, depending on how long of a run or how short of a run the Nets are able to go on. Uh, Talking about not putting money on things, I wouldn't necessarily put money on Ben Simmons playing at all this season. Excuse me. I also just have to say, uh, I'm currently recording 
in my parents' basement as I'm dog-sitting for my little brother, Tucky, just laying there uh, on his bed. And uh, I think you can tell I'm talking about him, but the, the SOB didn't even bless me when I sneezed. Oh, well, I digress. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ben Simmons... Um, situation is what it is uh obviously hasn't played all year so i don't think people are factoring it in uh too much it'll be interesting to see them see them all play together uh though as long as they don't get in the bucks way um i'm excited to see it uh more applicable though is uh bruce brown um in the starting lineup here i remember a time earlier this season when we had played the played the nets i don't even remember what the outcome of said game was but uh in another game against the nets this year bruce brown didn't even come in until garbage time and now he seems uh super important for for the nets and that topic was also brought up on the Hollinger and Duncan podcast as they were doing a coach rankings and um, they wanted to give credit to uh, Steve Nash for managing everything that he's had to and he had coaching experience going into this head coaching job naturally regarded as one of as an all-time player so I get it. He fits the mold of of someone who would translate well into a head coaching position, but uh, yeah, not including Bruce Brown earlier in the year, especially with how he's played against the Bucks, seems asinine, but uh, yeah, Bruce Brown will play play a role, uh, especially in the fourth quarter of this game, but let's get into it. Giannis opened up the opened up the Bucks scoring this game with a with a jam past uh, Seth Curry, and later on in the first quarter, Kevin Durant found uh, Nick Claxton for back to back dunks, uh, uh, which were included in a nine two Nets run from the two and a half to the two and a half minute to the fifteen second mark of the first quarter, and uh, Kevin Durant. Also uh, dished uh, dished the ball to a cutting Goran Dragic uh, for a reverse layup before uh, the first quarter buzzer as the Nets uh, led the Bucks uh, twenty three to thirty. Uh, Pat and KD led the scoring for both teams with seven points after the first period. Now I'm going to stop again because uh, the Goran Dragic buzzer beater, uh, unfortunate as that singular play may be, uh, reminds me of uh, uh, Buck's Twitter uh, reflecting on, uh, you know, how well we ended up uh, making out with with, uh, the Nets cutting Javon Carter and then him joining us. Uh, many Bucks fans. This is like the the biggest uh, Bucks Twitter bit probably at the moment, and rightfully so. Uh, 
is the fact that George Hill is getting minutes over Javon Carter. I, I'd i say they're justified. I I feel like I've enjoyed all of the Javon Carter uh, minutes so far. What I don't quite understand is the hate for George Hill. Uh, I, th- I think people just don't like uh, any sign at all that Bud might be getting, uh, you know... Um, I don't know that that Bud might be too enthralled with any with any individual player, but also I could see it being being this late in the season, and us you know uh, fighting for positioning within the playoffs too. I you know there there might be a de- a degree to which we can't. Uh, play too much with rotations i don't know i'm just i'm just spitballing uh here but i mean i mean we have we have uh at least 10 guys right now who who deserve a spot in the rotation if not more uh so it, it gets so it's tough but It's just it's just funny the way it's worked out in in regards to Goran Dragic because uh, I know some people, probably myself included, uh, got their hopes up a little too high with all of the news around Dragic and then uh, were equally as disappointed when he ended up going to our rival. Um, early in the second quarter, Giannis had two more uh, poster dunks, which we love to see. And then Kyrie scored at least the first seven net points uh, in the second quarter. Chris would, would respond, though, with an Aaron Rodgers throw um, to a Giannis who finished uh, finished off a Euro step and a finger roll finish. Uh, that around uh, Kevin Durant uh, as the Bucks then uh, went on a 17-10 to run. And they had technically closed the gap ever so slightly from a seven point to a four point deficit at halftime, 56 to 60. Uh, at half, Giannis had 20 points, five rebounds, and three assists to Bruce Brown. There he is, the uh, big topic from earlier with 10 points, three rebounds, and two assists. Chris Middleton was blocked for the third time early in the third third quarter. Uh, yeah, this is crazy. The guy could not uh, get a shot up even from uh, beyond beyond the arc. I know. I think the last one here was against Andre Drummond, who uh, did well sealing Giannis to create some some open driving lanes uh, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I could see that being a point of emphasis for me to uh, to pick up on uh, for my next uh, for my next uh, rec league season, but I will spare you those details. Uh, Giannis continued to get to the line uh, throughout the third quarter, even even more so than before, and the Bucks stole their first. Uh, lead late in the third quarter and that's their first lead 
uh, only since that 9-2 to uh, run that the Nets uh, capped off the first quarter with. So, again, we we love the Bucks conquering their uh, third quarter woes that uh, humbled them throughout uh, most of this season. But I had thought earlier, could the Bucks overcoming the third quarter woes have any correlation to Brooke Lopez's return? However, that does not uh, quite stand up in this game because uh, Brooke was, well, especially in the fourth quarter, which I'm about to get to, uh, I, would, I mean, he was probably more involved in the third quarter here when we when we had our our, our little comeback. Uh, but so yeah, I proved my counterpoint wrong because Brooke Lopez could have been part of the third quarter comeback here uh, from the Bucks. But going into the fourth quarter now, uh, we saw a lot more uh, from Bobby Portis and. Um, that might be related to Chris Middleton, but we'll get to that point later. Bucks led 87 to 86 going into the fourth. Uh, Giannis had already 33 points, eight rebounds, and four assists to Kyrie Irving's uh, 20 points, three rebounds, three assists. Uh, yeah. Of note is that Giannis had at least 40 points in both of these uh, first two games. Uh, from last week, uh, which was especially magical because it led to him uh, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for for being a leading scorer. And I know Lockdown Bucks had humored, what if Giannis goes off in these games and he ends up breaking the record against one of uh, of our rivals? And I remember it from Lockdown Bucks because I think it's uh, Camille Davis who joins uh, Kane uh, weekly on the pod, at least. And she was saying, selfishly, I <laughs> I hope he just maintains his averages instead and then beats it when, uh, when they were going to be at the uh, Clippers game. Unfortunately, it was not the most exciting uh, battle. And... Uh, in retrospect, I, I don't I don't think Camille would take back uh, anything about these first two games from last week, but uh, thought it was funny because it seemed like wishful thinking, and uh, Giannis granted us our wish. Jeez, Louise, I am getting uh, sidetracked on this episode, but you know I had to delay my recording, so now. So now I have just all the all the thoughts I have in my head after every Bucks week uh, times one and a half. Uh, brain's on overtime right now. Uh, uh, Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving hit a couple clutch th- clutch threes to start the fourth quarter, uh, but Giannis came storming back down the lane for a thunderous jam uh, before a 7-0 Nets run. Uh, leading Mike Budenholzer to timeout, uh, to call a timeout, rather. And it was at this point, roughly um, midway through 
the uh, fourth quarter when uh, Bruce Brown uh, caught an interception. I believe it was uh, it was on a Bucks driving kick. Um, regardless, Bruce Brown got a pretty open lane uh, for a dunk, but he had slowed he had slowed down at the end. And uh, as as we expect from one of our guys, um, even if it seems totally out of the realm of possibility to get uh, to to get a chase down block, especially if you're not Giannis Antetokounmpo, we like our guys um, at least sprinting there to try to make up uh, for the miss because. Uh, you know, you'll be able to have better judgment if you actually are closer to being able to make a play on the ball, which Chris was pretty close to being able to do so because Bruce Brown had slowed down, and I don't know. I, I could stop while I'm ahead because Lord knows uh, Twitter and the national media uh, reaction to Grayson Allen's antics probably made me sound 10 times more biased than I wanted to but uh several players actually took to social media to defend Chris Middleton on this one who was ejected um was not not at all the same play as Grayson Allen not the furthest from it but he didn't have a second swipe um I would say with with the way that, that Bruce Brown fell, because it was not dissimilar to the way uh, Alex Caruso had had fallen. Um, flagrant one, I think, was f- fair. Uh, at least the ejection wasn't the craziest thing because we had seen the outrage with Grayson Allen before. So if you're going to be consistent... We can't argue a ton. I think Chris might have just been slightly late to getting to Brown because obviously obviously Brown had to have gotten airborne in order to turn in such a way. Uh, I'll commend Brown for just jumping up right away after after falling from, you know, at least his height, falling from at least six feet being parallel to the ground. That couldn't have uh couldn't have uh had to have hurt rather and um but i've given enough praise to to bruce brown um but drew said it best in the post game when he was like when he was like um, it's, it's unfortunate that he took a hard fall, um, obviously turning parallel in the air, like things happen. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to predict how people are, are going to fall <laughs> when they're in the air. I'm sure Drew said it better. I think his words were crazy things happen sometimes when, when you're in the air, but, uh, if it were Drew, he said that he 
wouldn't wouldn't have um, let him, let him get the dunk either, and he would have rather him uh, shoot free throws. And I think that's something any um, any basketball player could could agree with. Bruce Brown in the press conference said that it, it wasn't it wasn't a play that he would have done, but he he did well with just trying to brush it off. Uh, but. That happened with at least half of the final period to go, and the Nets had just gone on a 7-0 run. So once I had to actually move from my living room to my bedroom because Hulu with Live Sports was bugging out, um, I wasn't feeling great about the Bucks' odds, um, but Drew Holiday stepped up in a major way, not only in the press conference to defend his guy, but he also hit uh, a clutch three to slow the bleeding, and Wesley Matthews uh, got a putback later on as well. Uh, Kevin Durant hit an insane fadeaway over an outstretched uh, uh, Giannis Anadokounmpo, just showing why people are justified in saying that he might still be the best player in the world. He might be, He might be the guy... Um, in the conversation with Giannis for if you if you did a fantasy draft for your team going into the playoffs, whom would you choose? I'll say I appreciate. Um, I've heard several shows at this point arguing for Giannis in the MVP discussion, saying, "Okay, MV, the MVP trophy is a singular regular season award. It's not necessarily who the best player is at the moment. It's." more so turned into um, who like who defined um, this regular season the most who yeah, personified it I don't know there's a better word to find there but I think you know where I'm going um, but you know it's not an uncommon way to look at it for MVP. Um, if instead of MVP, it was like most outstanding player and voter fatigue didn't exist, uh, people have argued for Giannis in the past. So that's another little anecdote from our uh, increased MVP discussions lately. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, later on, um, Bruce Brown would actually be assessed for uh, an offensive foul, giving giving possession back to the Bucks. That was when Giannis uh, hit his hit his step back uh, to become the leading scorer in uh, Bucks history. And soon after, the Bucks and Nets were going into overtime, tied at one ten. Giannis had 42 points, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists. And Kyrie Irving had 25 points, 3 rebounds, and 5 assists going into overtime. Uh, Drew got uh, a putback at the beginning of overtime. Um, An example of yet another uh, Milwaukee Buck getting to to, uh, an offensive rebound similar to 
uh, Wesley Matthews after uh, after Chris Middleton was was ejected. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of the little things help help the Bucks uh, persevere in Chris's absence. Uh, meanwhile, Kevin Durant still remained the Kevin Durant that we knew, and he sunk a contested three before Wesley uh, made a three himself. Uh, Bobby got got into the lane for uh, a floater. I guess it wasn't in my notes before, but uh, again, he uh, was favored uh, by by Bud for uh, the five spot. Um, I think in large part because of the absence of Chris Middleton. If we lose out on Chris, uh, that's naturally a, a lot a lot of our uh, offensive creation, and that's, um, I, I mean, yeah, I would definitely give the advantage to Bobby over Brooke in terms of, uh, what he can do with, with the ball in his hands. Uh, I mean, there, there's an argument to be made there. I think they get it done on offense in different ways, at least aesthetically Bobby, Bobby looks, uh, to have a bit more more ball control. He doesn't. He doesn't have quite as much strength as Lopez uh, to create space. But he's not a small guy, to be sure. Uh, and it proved to pay off uh, in the end. Uh, then there were uh, a ton of free throws going down the stretch uh, on both sides, really. Um, and, um, three in a row were made by Kevin Durant after Wesley Matthews had collided with, uh, KD in the corner late in the game. I was afraid that this could have been what, what, uh, did us in, you know, and of course the Slim Reaper made, made all three of his, all three of his free throws and, uh. Yeah, Wes went crashing through, and I looked like he even got Kevin Durant in the knee, so it did not look pleasant uh, for the Durantula there. Um, it's really odd. Of course, I'm not going to say it wasn't a natural motion from Kevin Durant because we've seen it with our guy Chris where he, like many jump shooters, jump forward a little bit uh, with their shot. You know, people can can do so uh, excessively to draw content contact, <laughs> but the the way uh, the way Kevin Durant took it here, uh, and with where it hit him in the knee, I don't think he was uh, he's going for any antics there. And West tried to dodge to dodge Kevin Durant, but he kind of had to the way he ran at Durant, he kind of had to turn his back to him to to dodge Durant so I could see it being even harder to avoid um, catching the bottom of his leg there um, either way Giannis responded by hitting two free throws himself to seal it uh, for the Bucks uh, just before uh, it was uh, a picturesque uh, finish here with Kevin Durant Again, getting um, getting the ball almost exactly like he had 
in overtime against the Bucks in Game 7 in Brooklyn when he uh, he went for a turnaround uh, fadeaway 3 uh, over P.J. Tucker. Um, I mean, really, he did so. <laughs> he made the two-pointer with the foot on his line with the with the shoe that was a size too big to send it into overtime against us in the playoffs, but he had a similar shot that he had airballed uh that he had airballed at the end of game seven to uh, uh send the bucks into the to the conference finals and I had a little note here I'd written down maybe if Kevin Durant had had the right size shoes. The ball could have gone in, but hell, uh, size 15, size 16, doesn't matter. Bucks and six and the bucks one here, 120 to 119. Wow. So if I have only discussed <laughs> the, the first two games since I have last recorded, it's uh, taken me nearly 50 minutes to do so, but I don't have a problem with it. Hope you don't, because these were two of the best games uh, of the year, one after another, and uh, it really... Um, yeah, it really vaulted Giannis uh, even higher in the MVP uh, discussion because narr- narrative-wise, fatigue-wise, uh, he's been considered third. In Tim Bontemps' straw poll, he was he was third, I believe. And uh, yeah, we're pulling for our guy, but we know it's not. Uh, not the be all end all for our Greek freak. He's uh he's done this already twice, but but of course we'll always go to bat for him no matter what. Uh, and the game I don't mind <laughs> uh, glossing over here first is um, the Robert Covington game that. Uh, that I had mentioned where the Clippers blew out the Bucks on a second night of a back-to-back. Robert Covington hit at least 11 threes. Uh, the Bucks starters were Javon Carter, Pat Connaughton, Jordan Nwara, Bobby Portis, and Serge Ibaka. Meanwhile, the Clippers starters were uh, Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, Robert Covington, and Vitsa Zubak. Um, so, you know... We had a feeling that that this kind of a game could happen. Uh, both teams were playing, uh, well, yeah, second second night of a back to back, and to add insult to injury, the Bucks, of course, were in Brooklyn, so it was would have been a schedule loss either way. But both teams also played overtime the previous night, so uh, that's why we didn't see uh, a Paul George. Uh, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Kawhi is still out. No Nick Batum. 
And, and a lot of these guys are veterans. Did I say Norman Powell, who was injured and should actually be coming back tonight as a recording against the Suns? But, you know, for either current injuries or just load management, the Clippers had guys out as well. Uh, and I'm going to go real quick through these notes um, with... Bobby started out the game with six of the Bucks' first eight points. I thought he was playing uh, physical with Zubak, um, as um, as we like to see. And the Clippers went on a th- an eleven to one run at the end of the first quarter. But Jan- but uh, Bobby actually ended the first um, with a with a tip in, uh, and the game was still close, thirty to thirty four after one, and Bobby. Uh, led the Bucks with uh, 10 first quarter points. Uh, the Clippers went to Isaiah Hartenstein a lot throughout this game at the high post, and uh, they were really successful with that as he's one of the uh, better passing big men in the league. He was, uh, he's been around for a little bit, and I never really knew him as uh, much more than like a fringe um he he's just bounced around a lot. He's still young, but I had no idea he was he was the passer uh, that he is, and he just gained the reputation, as far as I'm aware, within the past year or two. So uh, happy for him since this game was clearly uh, not one to feel uh, too competitive about. We did get a huge thanasty uh, swat though. Uh, on Luke Kennard, there'd be more finesse action to come. Uh, I thought it was fun seeing Bobby Portis uh, bringing the ball up the floor uh, a lot. Um, I, well, I'd subscribe to more uh, point Bobby uh, content in games like this, but also that implies that a game has to be uh, as much of a mess as this one was. So, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, the Clippers led 73 to 62, uh, at halftime, uh, Bobby with 18 points, Kennard with 17, uh, Terrence Mann put his former teammate Serge Ibaka on a poster and the third quarter was really, uh, where Robert Covington heated up or at least where, at least where I began to notice, uh, Yeah, Serge had back-to-back buckets uh, in the third quarter, uh, but he wasn't. But the Bucks overall didn't have uh, the the best uh, paint defense in this one. Uh, but the final score, the Bucks allowed a season high 153 points. They just didn't have good defense in general. But uh, yeah, Serge wasn't necessarily a game changer inside like um ideally he would be um <laughs> apparently jordan Navarro was though because he did get get a big block on uh on the player of the game in robert covington and uh terrence mann lobbed it up to isaiah hartenstein uh the german actually he's a german fellow so <laughs> shout out to him <laughs> i guess I'm giving a lot of shout-outs uh, tonight, uh, apparently. But 
<laughs> but yeah, that that lobbed heart to to the German capped off a seven zero run and. Okay, third quarter bucks may not have been completely over with as uh as the Clippers extended their lead uh from 11 uh to 26 if my math is correct, 88 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. Uh Bobby had 25 8 and 3 to uh Robert Covington's 27 7 and 2. Uh, Mamu would meet uh, Terrence Mann at the summit, and uh, Thanasty would get back-to-back uh, baskets. But uh, around the, you know, with even at least even about eight minutes left in the game, uh, uh, Robert Covington had already gotten his tenth three. Uh, so. Yeah, it was curtains, uh, you know, by the end of the third quarter for the Bucks, if we're being honest, but that's okay. And then uh, the game I got to go to was uh, a noon game on Sunday. Uh, I believe it was nationally televised, too, uh, but... That one was an unfortunate loss uh, against the Mavericks, who are, of course, one of the hottest teams in basketball uh, at the moment. So it would have been nice for the Bucks to make to have another statement game here, uh, particularly for Giannis. But this was this was the Luke the Luca show from from the beginning to the end. Uh. As the Bucks lost uh, one twelve to one eighteen, Bucks had their usual uh, starters and Drew West, Chris Giannis, and Brooke. The map starters were uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Luka Doncic, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Dwight Powell. Uh, for the Mavericks' sake, it's nice to see them starting uh, Jalen Brunson now that they have Dinwiddie uh, to fill in as his you know a uh, a top tier backup point guard and yeah but really Luca just put on a master class throughout this whole game um Luca's one of the most confusing players for me um just in how how simple he makes the game look uh, he just makes every single right decision uh, there is. Uh, he's not he's not a nuclear athlete by any means, but he's you know six eight and in the conversation for the best point guard in the league. So that uh, you know that speaks volumes. Uh, I remember he. he uh, Dwight Powell was a was a huge beneficiary of of uh, some uh, Luka Doncic just just distribution in the first quarter. I know uh, Dwight had uh, eight early points, but uh, the first quarter play I remember was was uh, Luka fighting to to keep the ball uh, when the ball was like 
on the ground nearly at his ankles and there were two bucks surrounding him and he and he just flipped the ball um with his right with his right arm be, behind his back uh straight straight to a shooter uh for a three and uh probably one of the cooler plays uh, that I've seen live uh, even if it was uh from an opponent and uh yeah in the second quarter uh, Luca would score on Drew twice in a row. The first was a was a was a Duncan transition. Um, soon after, though, Giannis would put a Maverick uh, on a poster, and later on in this game, Giannis would have a flurry of jams in the first quarter past Dorian Finney-Smith. But you know, kind of a classic, a uh, little too late uh, for for Giannis, who of course. He doesn't really have an off switch, it seems, uh, at times, which probably contributes to uh, him being uh, in the top of the league, at the top of the league. Uh, uh, maybe not at the very top, but you know, on the short list of guys with most points per game in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to ask for more from Giannis in this game. He ended with 28 points, 10 rebounds, two assists. Uh, I think the Mavs were doing a good job uh, helping onto Giannis. Uh, you know, who ideally should be able to find uh, open guys as well. Uh, but. Uh, this is a really bad Chris Middleton game, uh, from what I can recall. Uh, Drew might have had like about twenty in this game, but um, if memory serves me right, you know Chris had less than fifteen and maybe took just as many shots. So. Um, Really inefficient there. Um, so Lucas got gotten a lot of shine for this game, and rightfully so, because he ended with 32 points, 8 rebounds, and 15 assists. But uh, at least Giannis is getting some praise, some praise for his effort in this one, because he even took it upon himself to guard Luca, who would uh, typically be a guy, you know, like a superiorly skilled guard um that uh Giannis would allow someone else to 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 check and then uh Giannis would probably prefer to to help on to Luca in that case but you know when you have an all-timer basically clowning clowning your squad on your own it's it's good to know that Giannis is I mean you know his character we know it's not it's more it's more him him following the Bucks game plan than shying away from from a challenge, but it's good to know that Giannis is still willing to step up to the plate, even though, uh, even though he's utilized less in on in on ball situations on defense than uh, some would expect. Wow! So we're already over an hour here, and I have a full Bulls game to cover. <laughs> uh, but man, I remember 
Um, so this is this is one of my busy weeks. I've maybe talked about with my day job. Um, I have, in a way, I mean, I'm 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 always I'm always working full time, but um, I have I have every other week I'm more busy than the other, and this is my my busier my quote unquote on week. So <laughs> I was I was uh, dozing off a little bit in, in this game, uh, not to say I actually took a nap in it, um, but it's more so just to say that that the Bucks uh, seem to have um, be in control throughout most of it. This the score the score would maybe say that it was closer uh, at times, and Demar definitely uh, made sure to impose. Uh, his will on this game, but the Bulls were without Zach Levine, so it's a really tall task for for a Bulls team that's already undersized against uh, a front line of of uh, of Brooke, Giannis, Chris, and then a uh, backcourt uh, uh, of Drew Holiday and Wesley Matthews. So I was I was never too concerned. Obviously, this was uh, the last game that concluded a season sweep against the Chicago Bulls, which is always sweet. Um, and uh, just with a little icing on the cake, we also secured our uh, our another division banner. Uh, though I do not would not care to see any of that in Pfizer Forum. The Bulls starters were rookie uh, standout Ayo Desunmu, uh, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, uh, the second-year sophomore who missed a lot of the year, unfortunately, with an injury, and Patrick Williams and Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Ayo Desunmu would dunk it past Giannis uh, early in this game. Giannis uh, taking a... You know, taking an, a, a questionable uh, business decision early, but Giannis, uh, but then Io would actually miss a wide open dunk later on. Grayson sunk his first three shots despite uh, plenty of booze throughout the evening from the United Center crowd. The Bucks led twenty six to twenty after the first quarter. Chris had uh, seven four and two to Demar Derozan six points. Uh, Giannis would drain two jumpers after not a, not attempting a single shot in the first quarter, which is absolutely uh, nuts. Uh, I have a hard time even believing it, even though I saw it. Uh, part of me, part of me is saying that like, oh, he he had he would have had to have at least like gotten fouled on a shot, so it wouldn't have counted as a field goal attempt. But uh, I really do feel that I that I saw the broadcast point out he had zeros across the board, including field uh, free throw attempts, uh, which is fine because uh, Giannis got plenty of help from uh, Grayson Allen and Chris Middleton um, uh, ascended on the way up of the Chris Middleton Ferris wheel after a stinker against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we got uh, an uncommon Chris Middleton flush past uh, Kobe White. Which is one of the many times uh, the Bucks bench uh, got out of their seats, uh, hyped for their guys. Uh, Brooke would also get a slam in transition, 
But DeMar DeRozan uh, heated up at the end of the third quarter, hitting at least three uh, jumpers in a row to to uh, keep the Bucks' advantage only at 12, 58 to 46 at half. Chris had 12 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Uh, meanwhile, DeMar DeRozan had 20 points already with two, two rebounds and three assists. Uh, and just uh, as he did against the 76ers with the first uh, game since my last recording, Brooke Lopez hit uh, all in a row a three, then a contested layup, then he, uh, then he got a block against uh, a Chicago Bull before drawing Alex Caruso's fourth foul at the beginning of the third quarter. Um, Giannis and DeMar DeRozan each collected their fourth fouls midway through the third quarter um, as well. Um, But Giannis would catch a lob from uh, Chris Middleton. I remember this one looked really uh, weird. Uh, I remember so clearly because it was just last night. Chris Middleton threw it up, and I don't know if if Giannis had caught it somewhat on his way down, uh, but um, it was just it was just like one of the quicker <laughs> quicker uh, oops I had seen um, Giannis, particularly in a rush to slam it home, uh, apparently. But going into the fourth, the Bucks um, held a comfortable fourteen point lead, 90, 96 to eighty two. Brooke, the leading scorer after um, three, just for the Bucks though, with 21 points, six rebounds, because DeMar DeRozan had already 40 points, two rebounds, and five assists going into the final period. Um, Giannis and <laughs> DeMar each got whistled for their fifth fo- their fifth fouls uh, early in the fourth, and Vuce would be teed up for a hard foul uh, on Grayson Allen. Uh, definitely earned uh, some booze from the United Center crowd. Bucks ripped off uh, a 7-0 run from the 2.5 to the 8-minute mark. And uh, lastly, uh, Bud successfully challenged a foul uh, from Tristan Thompson against Brooke Lopez. Uh, uh you know, I, be- I believe the challenge was um, regarding whether or not Brooks' basket had counted and the refs deemed that it was a shooting foul. And so uh, Brooke got the and one before we got some Javon Noir, Thanasty, and Mamu action. And the Bucks took home the 20 ball, uh, 127 to 106. Brooke with the season high 28 points and seven, and seven rebounds. And... Uh, Yeah, already running a bit long, so I'm going to save uh, details on uh, the Bucks signing of Luca Vildoza uh, for next time. Uh, who, and I can't help myself, was uh, the Spanish ACB League Finals MVP uh, just two years ago. So I know... Uh, many are excited about him, uh, especially given his first name and uh, the loss the Bucks had taken uh, against the Mavericks uh, Sunday. But 
uh, yeah. Next week, we'll cover more on Luca Vildoza. Uh, we'll check back in on where the Bucks lie in the standings. Uh, currently have a three-way tie at uh, 49 and 30 with the Celtics and Sixers. Bucks lie in the middle there at in third place, owning the tiebreaker versus the Sixers, but not against the Celtics, whom we will play tomorrow at uh, 6.30. And, uh, yeah, I'm chomping at the bit to watch that one. Uh, I'm a little, little nervous for it, maybe, because Celtics have, have played us well. But I have no reason not to have uh, faith in our guys. And uh, I look forward to chat more about the about the buckaroos as we approach uh, the playoffs. But until then, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.